Hello, hello, and welcome to the Your Latina Mentor podcast with your host, Isabel Restrepo, or Isabel Restrepo, as I got used to saying growing up in Minnesota so that people would understand me. And that's actually a perfect example highlighting what this podcast is all about, where I'll be sharing experiences, tools, and resources to navigate what it means to be a woman, a Latina, an immigrant, and everything in between what I like to call this human experience. Part of the inspiration for this podcast is also that I didn't have a Latina mentor growing up, and I wish that some of the things that I'm going to share with you, somebody would have shared with me. I am so happy that you are here. Welcome. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm so excited for this week's podcast because we have a very special guest. We have Desiree from Sacred Wise Magic, and I met Desiree online via a mutual friend. I don't know how long ago, maybe like a year or more. I don't even know now, but it doesn't matter because we met in real life when I was in London a few weeks ago, and it was just so powerful and magical. And she is just so fantastic. And we dove into some really deep, intense conversations. And I was like, you have to come be a guest on the podcast because this is amazing. Like you are amazing. Desiree, I'm so happy to have you here and tell us, tell the people a little bit about yourself and your work and what you do. (laughs) Thank you so much. First of all, it was just so amazing to meet you in person. And uh, yeah, after spending so much time of just online, meeting you in person was amazing. So a bit to describe myself, um, I do many things. I think the main thing that I really like would describe me is I'm a witch. I'm a shamanic practitioner, energy healer, womb healer and a sacred facilitator in the terms of really creating in all my offerings and everything that I do, a sacred safe space for you to access the healing that is already within you. And just to give it maybe like a little bit of a boost to make it stronger. Um, And most of everything, just to help you connect with your own magic and your own spiritual side. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like a, I think a good way to describe what I do. Yes, yes, I love it. And um, I think as you share all of that, all I can all I can think about is like our our conversation. I mean, Desiree has had some real intense life near death experiences. I, I mean, it's like you like died and came back to life. So I think because you went through those that experience you you are able to so fully understand and hold the space of everything that you just described and i'm like getting goosebumps as i say that because every time i've experienced you whether it's in real life whether it's a conversation whether it's i think we did a human design reading whether it's um you know when you're doing the tarot pull with uh beth of galactic seer like you just bring this magic and this element of like self-love that I just absolutely adore. And just to even like be in your space and especially experiencing you in real life, I was just like, wow, like this is so, it just feels so good. So thank you (laughs) for that, for just being you and being amazing. Um, 
But I guess like I, I was, and just to give everyone a little bit of context. So Desiree and I, we met up in London. We went out to eat. We're at this Thai restaurant. The food was so good. If you're in London, go to this restaurant. It's called Maria's Cafe or what was it called? Yeah, it was, yeah, uh, yeah I think something like that. It's so good. Oh, <laughs> so delicious. And we're sitting there and then all of a sudden, like she's telling me her experiences and then the lights start flickering and yeah. we're talking about manifestation and timeline jumping and all of these things. And like the lights flicker, I was like, whoa, this is like some powerful stuff. So, I mean, and, and we, earlier that day, we had talked about your experience growing up in Italy and and what that was like. And even though you and I are so different, kind of that feeling of of feeling like an outsider was so similar, like me growing up in Minnesota, you growing up in Italy, and kind of that, the kind of similarities and kind of that like, oh man, you, you went through that too here? Like what? Mm. And so I guess like, if you don't mind sharing Desiree... <laughs> Take us a little bit of like what your experience was like growing up in Italy a little bit. And then that moment that I'm talking about where you had, I think it was your appendix. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, give us a little bit of like a story of your, your upbringing and yeah. And how yeah. that was. So I was born in Germany and uh, from there, uh, when I was a kid, we moved to Italy and Italy is a beautiful country. Um, however, I do have to say it's you're gonna have a really good experience there if you're white. Um, mm. If you are a person of color like me, um, the racism there is quite strong, and um, and that was something that was quite challenging at the time because um, part of me, my mom, my mom is white, and. Um, um, for for all my life, you know, I I've grown up with my mom being white, and uh, but at the same time, I I can't I'm not white, and mm. so it was all this experience of I have to be different. How do I have to be? How can I act? Make yourself smaller. Uh, don't attract too much attention because the people there are already in a certain way. And that was something that, yeah, was quite a lot in my experience there. And um, throughout all that, I was also um, quite spiritual since when I was very young. My mom, she introduced me to tarot and uh, any form of divination, which basically made that she allowed me to just be really witchy, which mm -hmm. means, you know, she would take me to to bookstores that had all books about witchcraft and she would just tell me get whatever you want and so that was how I grew up with very connected with nature very connected with with spirits and everything around me and that was a big part of my life um yeah so talking about my near-death experience which is actually something interesting um when I learned more about shamanism as well it, it looks like a lot of shamanic practitioners go to kind of like those sort of experiences of having like near death and, and they're kind of like almost getting like downloads and like getting kind of like it puts them into the path of what they're meant to be doing. But yeah, so I was in Italy. I think I was um, 
17 or something like that. And um, and this was at a time where I remember that summer, um, loads of people seemed to have issues um, in like having issues with the appendix. Like there would be like some operations and things were like going wrong. Um, and yeah, basically my appendix wasn't like a normal one going towards the leg. So I would just get stomach pain, not knowing that the stomach pain was what was actually an appendix attack. So I probably had quite a few, you know, the appendix having issues and not realizing it. And um, yeah, so I got really, really sick. <laughs> and uh, I kind of knew like how bad, at least at that time, I can't speak on how it is now, just how bad the the, the health system in Italy was. So I kind of was like, I don't want to go to a hospital. Um, I'm just sick. It's a stomach bug, whatever. Mm. And, um, but I was getting worse and worse. And it got to a point that I got scared because I couldn't even keep within me water. I would just, it will come straight up again. And Mm. I was like, let's go to the hospital. And, um, obviously my mom and my stepdad were there and they were quite worried. The hospital put me like in infectious diseases, which is like, how do you even think that that is what I have? (laughs) Which again, telling you like just how bad the system was at least then. And, um, and I remember at one point during the night that they still hadn't figured out, this has been hours, still hadn't figured out what was happening. And I remember just being like, okay, I'm ready to go. And uh, I never thought that I would have a thought like that, but I, could, I was just like, I'm ready to go now. This is it. Um, they figure out the issue. And um, basically, when you have a, a big infection like that and your your body, your white blood cells are going to be, you know, in the thousands amounts. And I had very little left. And that was just like to speak that basically I was about to not make it. Mm. I have like an emergency uh, surgery. Um, and after that, they just say to my mom, we don't know if she's going to make it. If she makes it past these two uh, days, then she might make it. But we don't know. So that was kind of like... <laughs> great experience for my mom I don't remember those those um first few days um I actually don't have much memory of a lot of that time apart from certain things that I'll say in a, in a second um mm. but yeah so so it was a very like interesting also out of body experience um there are some memories that I completely lost uh from before a few days before there's people that I met that then I couldn't remember, wow. <laughs> which was just crazy. And um, yeah, but I did survive, which is great, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Uh, and um, But while I was in the hospital, something very weird started to happen, which, um, yeah, was something that I don't think I fully had experienced before. Maybe I did, but didn't really put that much, um, you know, thought into it. But once I started to, yeah, come back and be like recovered mentally and just back in my body, 
um, every night I kept going into someone else's life or in another dimension. Mm. And, um, and I remember being there looking around and realizing this is not me. This is not my life. And just at the beginning, being very scared of that and just being, if this is not me and this is not my life, does that mean that I am dead? And wow. this was like, I kept having these thoughts and just being really freaked out about it. And every single night I kept going back to this person's life and just seeing the life that they were doing, whether that was like going to school or traveling somewhere. And, and it was always seeing this person's other life and it was something that was definitely scary but also very interesting and I've had other experiences when I was younger where I had like a dream that it was something that a massive event that then ended up happening which Mm. definitely scared me to then like kind of like block it out and like I don't want this to see anything like this anymore um but now having that experience that now sometimes I will jump into what what I think is either someone else's life or a different dimension. And it's mostly when they're going through something very difficult. And it's almost like because they're going through something that is very painful for them, it's like I'm coming there and maybe in in some way giving that energetic support or maybe because they're I don't know, there's some defenses that are lower. Uh, I just come in there and just kind of like watch what is happening. Um, It's very interesting and it's not something that I control. Um, But yeah, so that all just bringing back of like having that like near death experience and just having this like, yeah, um, this kind of like gifts and other spiritual things becoming stronger after that. I mean, (laughs) even even listening to you again, I'm just like, wow, that is so fascinating. And just like, how powerful, like, it's like, you're not even just powerful in this dimension, you're like, powerful in all these other dimensions. And, and I think to, to go back a little bit before we talk about this near death experience, like, I don't know, for me, it's, I think because I'm, I grew up in the US and Latin America and it's like this part of the world, like in my head, it didn't even occur to me that you would be having this type of experience in Italy because I'll caveat that I think in, in my experience has been like, oh, Europe, it's so developed and so good and like all these things. So I'm like, oh yeah, like they've got it down. They, they know how to like, be <laughs> yeah but like, oh no they don't like it's a very general like generalized view of of the world and so I think even you just sharing that with me I'm like oh my god you're right like there's a lot of work to do on such a global scale that it I don't know I think it not that I obviously I don't want you to go through these experiences but there's some comfort in like Oh, I'm not alone. And like, this isn't just a thing that I go through and other people go through. Not that that's okay. But you know what I mean? Like, it's, I think it's just like, I don't know, we can connect at a different level than 
than I think we did before that. Um, or at least for me, when I heard your story and your experience of, of growing up in Italy and, you know, having a white mother and what does that look like for you and feel like for you? And I mean, obviously it's different, but there are some similarities and, and just like how the world reacts to something that's different from you and how it's like, well, I don't want to play small anymore. Like, no, I, I, I don't want to like dim my light because mm. the world is scared of it, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I really appreciated you sharing that with me and, and to the listeners here, I think, um, because this is geared to Latinas and women and immigrants. It's like, not that that's good that everyone's having this <laughs> experience <laughs> of difficulties in other countries, but it's like, oh no, like there is, we, we are special and we are unique and, and it's okay to embrace that. And I think through your near death experience and through your um, work that you do now and, the way that you show up, it's like, oh no, I'm, I'm going to be here. Like I'm going to be myself and I'm going to provide that support to women who are in this, you know, dimension with us like now. (laughs) And, and I just find it so wild that you have this capacity to go into this other dimension in another dream and really be there and supporting this other person who's going through something in the dream when you're, when you're kind of going there. And that just, I think it's wild, but it's also like gifts can come in so many different ways. You know, like there isn't just, Oh, you're a witch and you know how to do this and that's it. And all witches know how to do this. Like, it's like, no, like you have this very unique special gift that's specific to Desiree and for me, I have a special gift that's specific to me. Um, and, you know, that can look like so different for everyone. I think when you mentioned dreaming things like big world events and then ha- having them happen, I've dreamt things in my own life mm. and then they happen. So like I dreamt before my grandfather died, he like came into my dream and he was like, oh, I'm dead, but like, it's okay. Like I'm, I'm okay. And then he died like a week later. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't want to dream these things. But then it's also like, what a gift that I saw him in my dream. And he came to me and gave me that gift of being like, I'm all right. Um, But it can be scary. I think it can be a little bit freaky of like, Oh my God, I don't know how to inter. I mean, that one was like a very little literal dream, but sometimes I have, I have very vivid dreams and that's the way that my intuition speaks to me. And sometimes it's like, Oh shit, what do I do with all this? I don't know what to do with all of this. It's really overwhelming. So how do I kind of embrace it, but also work with it. And, and, and I think that's a process. I mean, (laughs) for me, I'm just like, Oh weird. I'm dreaming all these things. But then I've been working with someone who helps me interpret my dreams. And I'm like, oh my God, my intuition is so spot on. It's so there, but yet the experience is so, so different. It's still a dream, but it's so different where you're going to this other person's life, you know, like <laughs> it can be, I don't know. I just find that to be so fascinating. Now I just went on a whole tangent of that. 
about the magic of just gifts and yeah. and yeah, I just wanted a whole <laughs> other way that I didn't expect. But I guess to kind of bring it back to to you and your story, like tell us a little bit of how did sacred wise magic come to be? What was the um I mean, it sounds like from the beginning you've you've kind of always had the support of being witchy and being in your intuition and and following that. Um, but how did you come to sacred wise magic? How did that come to you? Yeah. So that's a really good question. I think, yeah, I had that moment when I was younger of really being into everything and being really connected spiritually. But then a thing that happened while I was there in Italy, I remember this one time being in a in a bookstore and just this person seeing me in the witchcraft sector of books and basically just shouting and just saying that basically like the devil is coming for me and all these things. And I was very, very young. Um, this was even before I had the near-death experience. So I think that just scared me so much. Mm. Not not the fact that like I knew that my magic and all of it is sacred and it's good, but just the reaction from someone else to that. Mm. And that just brought me into like being really like, it's kind of like taking like, okay, I'm stopping. And okay, I can't do any of this. So... So that came a period of my life where I was very closed. I felt really out of touch with my intuition. And um, really just, there was a big part of me missing. Because magic is a big part of Mm. my life. It's the biggest part of my life in one way. And um, so then I went through a spiritual awakening like years later. Um, when I was back, when I moved here to London and, and it was just like a lot of pain of like this releasing of everything that had happened and this panic that had happened and, um, and just realizing that like, okay, so all these things that are happening, all these signs and all these things, um, it just felt really lonely that I was going through it by myself. There was no one with me. And um, it was just like, I'm go- am I going crazy? Because, you know, loads mm, of things. Yes. I probably like had blocked them out as in like, you know, like all, all these spiritual experiences, like blocking them out and just feeling like, oh, this is just me. I'm the only person going mental. <laughs> um. So then realizing actually there's a community out there or if there isn't, like, let's create a community. And I feel like that is the main thing that really started me wanting to learn more, learn how to hold space for other people and just reconnect with things that I had known. And it was, so it was not much of like a, a learning or but uh relearning something that I already knew. So so yeah, from that sacred wise magic really came from from connecting to my own spirituality and magic. Um from from connecting with the wise woman tradition of like 
uh, working with plants and plant spirit and connecting deeper with plants and that healing. And of course, the magic that is all within us. So yeah, I went on a big journey to learn how to hold space, how to connect with other women, how to not see other women as competition. So healing that sisterhood wound. And um, my training with Global Sisterhood was massive to really help me in, in all this. Um, and then just relearning all these gifts and, you know, even, you know, these dreams uh, of this going into other places, it's something that I haven't, like, I wouldn't say it's like, oh, this is what a main thing that I do. This is more like mm. a side thing that <laughs> I'm still like developing. And that is the beauty of magic. Cause you might have these gifts that will come at any point and you might slowly develop them. So, you know, it's not that if you lived your whole life, being like, I can do ritual, I can do this, and that's it. You might all of a sudden, oh, wait, I think I'm just starting to see shadows or something. Like, what yes. is that all about? Yes. So that's a big thing of like, there's something new that can always come the more you start working with the spiritual side and connecting deeper with your intuition. Yeah, as I'm hearing you say these things, it's what the word that keeps coming to my mind is like a remembering you're remembering these things. It's you, you knew them before, but at some point, whether that was, oh my God, the person yelling at you at the bookstore, which like, who, like, what gives you the right to do that? Psycho, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) don't come yelling at me. Like you're the, you're the devil. Like, look at you. But (laughs) I think it's because it, because it doesn't feel safe. And it's like, oh, then there must be something that I need to like protect and I need to keep myself, keep myself safe. And, and the feeling that when you don't have that support or that group, it does feel like, Oh my God, am I going crazy? And like, I've had that feeling too of like, Oh my God, this is where I go crazy now. Like this is where Mm -hmm. I go crazy. And it's like, Oh no, this is a gift. This is a, this is, I'm just remembering how to tap Mm -hmm. into these things because at one point it wasn't necessarily safe for me to do so. And I think that speaks very much to the witch wound, which I think many women have today, but to be able to, to remember, to come back to, okay, I have these gifts and I don't have to exercise them all at once. And they're all developing at different, different times and different stages. Because I think if, I think sometimes for me, I'm like, okay, great. I'm ready to see things now. Like, but then I think if it all happened at once, it would definitely like, okay, now I've really like, it's too much. It's like, you have to build safety within your nervous system and your body to be able to like navigate these gifts, which, which are so magical. I think even we, we, Desiree and I were having this conversation at dinner, that dinner where the lights were flickering (laughs) and you won't hear this on the podcast, but like, the it stopped recording and we had to like come back on and I was like Desiree this never happened so whatever like if you're able to listen to this this is some powerful shit over here so or not (laughs) shit but like some powerful stuff so um we were having this conversation about manifestation and it's like I was like I don't know about timeline jump like I, I go back and forth with this concept of timeline jumping and we kind of both had this aha moment of like oh, it's not that you all of a sudden wake up in a different world. It's that all of a sudden you're taking decisions from 
that higher self version that knows exactly the steps that need to be taken. And there's like this certainty and this, this clarity. And we were both like, whoa, like, (laughs) (laughs) and I mean, feel free to add a little bit more here, Desiree, because I think it was, it was just both like, we were both like, oh, this is it. Like, this is, the magic and and it was like something that I needed to hear in that moment in the way that Desiree said it in the way that we were talking about it and it was just so powerful and I think with the lights flickering with this recording like all of a sudden like a glitch and it's like oh this is powerful like this is powerful yeah. so I'll take a pause yeah Yeah. So basically we were talking about, you know, how manifesting is always like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just going to think about this that I really want it and it will just come to me and I don't have to do anything and I'll just wait. And just being like both really uncomfortable with that. It's like, Mm. that's not really how it is. And then I started thinking out loud and saying, well, time is non-linear, which means that And at any point, we've already been through our whole lives and everything that happens and everything that has happened. Because time is not linear, so we've we've energetically, we just need to connect to that part of us that has been through these lessons, through these moments in our time. So if time is not linear and we put in the manifestation in that, it means that... All you're doing is just connecting with that part of yourself that has already been through that and has already that thing that you want in their life. So then from there you go into, okay, so let me just connect with that higher part of myself that has already done this. And what step has that part done to achieve what she really wants? Yes. And taking in that energy and taking the steps so then you you add all that together with manifesting and you're you're of course thinking and focusing your energy on this thing that you want to attract you're taking the steps that you feel you would have done in that time and you're putting it all together creating the perfect time and and space to create this thing that you want and that and then we both went we're like, oh wait. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? What is this? <laughs> it might have been a food high, the conversation high. It was just like, but it really just clicked. We were both looked at each other like, yes, that's it. Like that's it. And 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 I talk about manifestation. I teach manifestation. This is this is and I think the way that you just described it is like so good it's it's you can't just yes you can be in the vibration of it but you need to take action like you can start the car but if you don't put your foot on the gas you're not going to go anywhere unless you're on a hill and then you like go down the hill but (laughs) you know what I mean if you're on a straight road (laughs) yeah so I love that and I think too to kind of sidetrack or not sidetrack but there's something else that I want to talk about which is your herb magic and your plants Mm. and your just your ability to connect with the plants. And you shared that 
sometimes they just speak to you. And I find that to be so cool. I wish plants spoke to me. My plants just look at me. They're, hi, like, can you see me over there? <laughs> I'm pointing to the plant in the corner, but I don't like, that's just not one of my gifts. Like, and that's okay. But I think we were talking about womb health and cycles and how in society we've been taught that like it's normal to have period pains and it's like no that's actually not normal that's your body's way of like saying that something needs adjusting you need to bring your attention to something else and so yeah because I was we were walking and I was telling Desiree I'm like oh you know it's normal like I, I get like my back hurts a little bit, but that's it. Like, you know, I'm not like bedridden. And she was like, that's not normal. And I was like, just like, what? What? That's not normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> and now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, duh, that's not normal. But, but because I've just, I'm just so used to it. It's like, oh, wait, there's this whole other layer of, yeah. of healing. So tell us about your herbs Tell us about your womb magic. Tell us all, Desiree. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. I love this. So um, going to the the herb magic, the the plant spirit, that is something that is combined with, with the shamanic side of my practice. So what I realized as well with the remembering was that I actually, when I was younger, was very in touch with plants. And that was something that then I just kind of like had forgotten. Um, But the way basically we all share consciousness, we share consciousness with, with everyone in the world, with plants. And even though you're not a shamanic practitioner, you can start to connect more with plants. So you can connect with, with okay, your Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, especially the, with plants that are very medicinal, you can connect to them and to their energy and help them with accessing even more healing. With, with plant spirit, each plant has a spirit within and it's really up to us to connect with that spirit. Um, and when we do, that plant normally has a lot of guidance and love to share. And sometimes it's a love that maybe we even really wanted mm. and realized we could never get it from other people. Because plants have this unconditional love that they just, they're just like, oh, you're perfect. Let me just shower you with all this love in a way that sometimes humans cannot do. And uh, when we connect with with plants in this way, uh, some of the plants have been here prehistoric. So they have so much guidance of things that Mm. they've gone through, of things that they've seen. And we connect with this and just realize, you know, oh, wow, all these worries that I have right now are insignificant. All these things that I'm making myself not do like all these worries now let them all go so you know there's obviously plants that can get you into that a bit faster like you know some psychedelic plants and things like that you know when you connect with with mushrooms you kind of like see things in a whole different way or or there's obviously other plants as well but really there's so much guidance that nettles oat straw and other plants that are abundant around us can give you um so for me it's really been something that 
has completely changed my life. And uh, I know that I wouldn't be who I am now without the guidance that plants have given me when it comes to my business, when it comes to creating retreats, when it comes to helping clients. They just come and tell me what, what someone needs or like, no, tell me how to help. And um, so it's just really powerful that we all connect. Basically, the main message that plants have that that I hope, you know, if, if you connect with one thing, if you're listening this very deeply, it's this message that plants always share with me is we are part of nature. We're not something outside of it. Nature mm. is us and we are nature. And when we start to see nature as part of us, we start to have a different relationship of actually like, I need to protect and love nature. It's not something that I can just take from and then discard it. No, this is part of me. I need to love it more. And that just changes something deeply into your whole way of seeing the world. So yeah, that is the the shamanic plant side. (laughs) Yes. Well, as you say that, I'm like, okay, this makes total sense because in my, so I did ayahuasca a few Mm -hmm. years ago and in my journey, one of the pieces that kind of came to me was this connection to like everything around me. And it, it, I've only had that experience a couple of times and through, through the magic of this plant, of this ceremony, it was like, oh, I'm connected to everything and everyone and nature is me and I am nature. And it was just like, whoa, you know? (laughs) And, and when I think about connecting with my ancestors, I I always go to nature. That's just Mm -hmm. like when I see the trees or when I, when I'm feeling like I need to ground myself, I just go sit outside and like put my feet on the grass and, and, and you're right. Like, while I don't have that exact ability for the plants to talk to me, like, it seems like it's like, it seems like a very like fluid conversation with you. It's more of like a feeling for me. It's like, Mm -hmm. I sit outside and I'm part of this world of this nature of the connection to my ancestors through the plants. Like it, it, it's all part of it. And yeah, keep telling us. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely it can definitely be different for for everyone. You know, you can feel it as you described it, or it can be a more fluent conversation. But it's all about just important to start that. And imagine if everyone just constantly mm. had that notion of we're all connected. So we all share the same consciousness, which means I can think something, you can feel it, which means the plants, I can feel what they are feeling. Imagine going through life like that, knowing that the whole time. Mm. Imagine just how many things wouldn't happen because you just feel like we're all connected. So why all this hate? Why all this anger? Then we just all need to come together. Um, Yeah. So yeah, that is just like something that plants keep sharing a lot. And um, and just the love that they have for us, which to me, sometimes I'm like, do we even deserve all this love with, with yeah. how we treat nature? You know, it's kind of like, they are just like, no, I want to come out and I want to share this love 
with everyone in ceremony and I'm like this plants are better than us because like (laughs) you know it's kind of like whoa like sometimes I feel like oh this person is not the nicest uh you know or something like you will have a thought like this and the plants are just like no everyone deserves this love Mm. which to me is really fascinating um so I, I do encourage everyone to connect with plants. And of course, a shamanic practitioner like me that works specifically with, with plant spirit can help you connect even deeper. Um, but we all have this ability that if we ask to connect with plants, they will share something with you, um, whether that it's in different ways. But yeah. Yeah. And I guess like taking all of your experience and kind of creating your own life and your own road, I guess on one hand, what has that experience been for you? And two, like how, like what if someone is new to all of this? You know, maybe they're listening and they're like, whoa, this is all new to me. Like how do I tap into that? And that was like a two-parted question. So Feel free to go with which with whichever yeah. one. Uh, so the first one is more like business related. On like, um, so I think it's been really kind of like um, a big journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of um, I think most than anything, it's kind of like accepting the the facilitator role, the the what you're really meant to be doing, and you know sometimes I still struggle with it because it's a lot in terms of mm-hmm. just it's a lot of responsibility in terms of like helping other people or just being like am I doing the right thing does this resonate to people and then I will have a ceremony where people are like whoa this plant has shown me this and this and this and I'm like okay it does resonate so there's sometimes you know there can be that doubt but there's always been that voice that has been stronger when I haven't ignored it, um, of just, this is what you're meant to be doing. So you just have to do it. You have to connect with it and just, and just really go with it. Um, and I think that can also be very scary. And sometimes when we don't take that voice, like, and don't trust it, then sometimes it can be that the universe will just give us a push and put us in a situation where, well, now you have no choice. Um, Mm -hmm. Good luck. (laughs) And here you go. Here you go. Do it. Um, So yeah, I I hope that answered the question, but let let me know. Um, And um, yeah, someone new that doesn't know all these things that is freaking out, that maybe is like, I'm having a spiritual awakening. I don't know what's happening. This is all crazy. I'm going crazy. You're not going crazy. <laughs> There's a whole community out there. All you have to do is just reach out. Um, and uh, it's really about, there's there's two things in this. First of all, you don't need to know everything straight away. It's kind of like taking those actual like baby steps. Like, okay, maybe... Right now you're just meditating. Maybe right now you're just journaling and just connecting a bit deeper with yourself. You don't need to know everything straight away. And also you don't need to do everything, which means that, you know, you can start slow. It's really important to do what really resonates with you. I think at the beginning when I was 
connecting with my magic and witchcraft especially when I was younger I would look at all these books and be like okay the only way to do witchcraft and connect with all this is if I do step by steps what these other people do and that will always get me out of my own magic because it didn't resonate yeah so so what is important is that you realize that okay maybe in this this part resonates I'm gonna take it Maybe in this, it resonates that I create a circle around me and then just connect deeper with myself. Okay, so that is something that I will add to my practice. As long as you're doing it all with respect and you really connect with what is right for you, that is the best way to start your spiritual practice. Whether you want to practice magic, whether it's just on a different level, whether it's just I'm only meditating. It's all about like what is good for you. So you don't you don't have to please someone else um, with how they do it. It's it's what resonates with you. That is important, and that's how things will feel authentic and real. Yes. Um, so yeah. Yes, and I think it feels validating. Like I'm not going crazy. Yeah. This is just how I tap into my intuition and my own magic. And I'm so glad that you spoke to that because for a long time too, even myself, I'm like, wait, what? Like, I need to like use all natural product. I mean, it's good to use natural products, but I think I like went too far at one point and it was like, oh, wait, this is, this doesn't feel good. Like I like wearing makeup and I like doing my nails and I like, you know, kind of doing these things that aren't quote unquote spiritual. And then I was like, wait, what? This is stupid. Like, fuck this. Like, (laughs) this is not fun. This is not, I am not enjoying this. Like this might be someone else's version of whatever they need to do. And that's fine. But like, I can live my own version of that. And I think in the work that you do and that I do, it's like, we, we guide people into tapping into what is that own unique intuition, that own unique magic through these different tools and yeah that's I think coming back to your own magic is like Mm -hmm. that's where that's where the juice is like that's where the I don't know the vibe the zest you know (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and it's like you know for example the human design reading that you did for me resonated so much with helping me understand Mm. how I work how I should be working and if if I get something that isn't a yes then I shouldn't be doing it not to please others and or to just be like because oh I have to say yes um so that was very helpful for me to understand myself and to connect with it but for example I wouldn't on my own start to practice human design and like teach others human design because I feel like that was really good for my own experience Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I connect with these other things yes yes you know? that's such a good that's such a good example because I think like coming to you and we're gonna work on having a special blend of herbs for me and my cycle and my needs and while that can be so supportive that doesn't mean that I need to go now like study plant medicine and you know <laughs> like <laughs> I can I can use this tool through your expertise 
to support me where I need it, but I don't necessarily have to then like go do it myself. And I think that's sometimes I do kind of go down. I'm like, wait, no, now I need to go. Like (laughs) my latest thing is like, I, I didn't even know this is wild to me. So you can do these exercises with your eyes to better your eyesight. I didn't even know like you could do that. Yes, you can do this. Right. And I didn't know you could do that. And so a part of me is like, I need to go learn this and teach it to everyone. And then I'm like, okay, Isabel, you don't need to do that. You can just do these exercises, better your own eyesight. And, and that's it. Like, (laughs) you don't need to go then like be teaching all of these things, even though I find it so fascinating. So I think it's a mix of like, go towards the thing that's really calling to you. And you can use it as a tool. Or if it's like, really like, hey, this is your calling, then like, go further, but you can use the tools, have them help you have them aid you have them support you. And move on to the next, you know, like, it's like, go to the thing. And like, for example, different types of meditation, I test them, I'm all about like, let me test everything out and then decide, okay, which one's going to work for me. And for a long time, I had like a very quote unquote, like strict morning schedule, where it was like, I have to do all these things. Otherwise, my day is not good. And then at one point, I was like, wait, that's not supportive. Like, let me rephrase this. This isn't this isn't helping me. So like, yeah, using the tools and then creating your own potion, your own magic out of it. And yeah, yeah, I love that that you speak about meditation and there being so many different forms because I I remember struggling so much with meditation and being like, well, then it's not for me. And it's mm. like, you just haven't found the right type of meditation. Yes. Um, so just like, you know, there's so many different ways and it's all about like finding the right things for you with everything. Um, yeah, I realized we haven't talked about the womb healing. Well, let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, she asked me about that. And then I didn't mention it. Um, Yeah, womb healing is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start. Let's start with that. Um, Let's just start with that, because like that is a big statement, but it's so needed. And uh, going back to what you were saying, you know, when I was saying, Oh, that you were just like, oh yeah, but I get like a bit of pain or that, but 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 it's fine. So and I was like, no, it's not fine. <laughs> you don't have to go through this just because you know you've lived all your life with something being in a certain way, and that has been a big struggle for me. Um, I always used to have the worst periods ever. Um so I remember from when I first got them I probably was like 13 or 14 and I would literally black out from the pain and I have I have a really high pain tolerance because again I was at home with an appendix completely burst and that's something that is a lot of pain um and I was fine (laughs) so just chilling just chilling just chilling at home (laughs) but um yeah, so that for me was something that, first of all, was very traumatic every month going through a period that was so painful. And doctors, although will tell me, is like, yeah, all you can do is go on the pill. 
That's that's the only solution. And and to me, whenever I would go on the pill, it would be this situation of feeling really disconnected, feeling really not connected with my body. And yeah, sometimes I will also get very depressed or get migraines. So at one point I just decided, well, I prefer to just feel the pain if that's what I'm meant to be feeling. And um, and then I realized through my journey with, with shamanism, through my journey with herbs, I discovered more about womb healing and yoni steaming or vaginal steaming. And um, and at the beginning, I had that reaction of like, this is some Gwyneth Paltrow s- stuff. That's some bullshit. <laughs> and I was literally, I was literally like, I will not do this. This is bullshit. No. Mm. And and this was uh, there was a, a guest um, a guest speaker in in the course that I was doing that was just talking about periods yoni steaming and just also the the how gynecology started which is a whole other thing which is crazy um and I was like you know what I'm in all this pain let me give it a try um so I started learning more about it I did certifications to to be able to be someone that facilitates this type of healing which was a lot of studying because Obviously, every woman is different. Every woman's mm. body is different. And it's important to know the right herbs that will help you. So I always recommend that you do see someone that is qualified and trained in it. Because when I first started, I was just like doing it intuitively and being like, I know herbs. I'll just put this and this in. Mm. And mm. then I was like, this is not helping me as I thought it would help me. And then when I studied it, I was like, oh, I was doing all this wrong. And so when I started studying it and um, and started to seeing the benefits of it, I was furious and I was angry because I could not believe that something as simple as hot water and herbs completely shifted my own period into being one that now I'm completely pain-free uh, normally on the first day uh, when I was younger, I could not eat because I would just vomit. And now I'm like, I can do whatever I want. I'm not in pain. And now I even enjoy being on my periods because I realize it's a moment for my body to rest and taking more care and actually just being like, wow, my womb is so powerful. It's creating and shredding what it no longer needs. And thank you, womb, for going through that. Mm. So, so womb healing is amazing. It's uh, and the the yoni seeming included in that is a way to really release trauma, stuck emotions, um, stuck energy that goes into a womb, and uh, that we don't really do anything for it. It's kind of like you know, even resentment that you might have for years of like oh, shit, my period is here. Mm. Or, or anything like, oh, now I can't do this. Oh, I just bled through my pants. You know, all these emotions and even bigger trauma and all this. And just like having that attention, just going to that one part of your body 
that just kind of like turns into a bit of hate. And just with the steaming and the wound healing that I facilitate, it's just like, and now let's all release that. And mm. let's bring in love into the womb. And when we bring love into the womb, we connect with our deeper power and how this power is so strong. And we reconnect with this part that is sacred, this part that literally societies before used to consider as something mystical and magic. Mm -hmm. And women that would bleed would be considered like goddesses on earth. And um, and now we look at all that and be like, oh, you know, she's bleeding, oh, shame. Or like, oh, a mm. woman in her sensual power, shame. Um, and all these different ways that society has kind of like, yeah, constricted us on not fully accepting our power that comes from our womb. So, yeah. And, and long story short, womb healing is amazing as I said <laughs> and uh if you're someone that struggles with pain or with with any issues and you're kind of like at the ends of it that you haven't found a solution there are other solutions out there for sure and some of them are more natural than others yeah and I mean even if you don't have pain that's that intense quote-unquote like I've never had a period where I'm bedridden, but even just having the conversation with you of like, oh, it's not normal to have, you know, like the darker blood, like the brownish blood, yeah. like it should, like a healthy period is red all the days. And I was like, wait, what? Like, you know, these things that, yeah. that are quote unquote, just like, oh, I guess that's just what it is. Or like, okay, I guess I just have breast tenderness and lower back pain, but I can do my day-to-day -day things. I'm not bedridden, but that doesn't mean necessarily that it has to be that way. So yeah. I invite the ones that also don't have this period where, or the cycle where you're, you know, in so much pain, even just the like, quote unquote, normal things, like that might not be normal. That's your body's way of like, hey, wait, you, we need a little bit of attention here. And that's not a bad thing either. Like that's, it, I think, to speak to, if we focus on the womb, if we give it love, if we listen to it, how different would it be for humans like in this world just to like, yeah, we are fucking magical. Like we're just going around our day while we're bleeding. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's really intense. Like that's some powerful stuff. Like we're creating, we're loving, we're cooking, we're, you know, resting while we're bleeding. Like that just yeah. like blows my mind, you know, like it's like, we need to really embrace the power of that yeah. and, and, and connect with it in a, in a beautiful way. I think I've a few years ago, I, well, I've, I was also on the pill for many years ago. I was on the pill for a short period of time, but it made me so emotional. Like I'm already an emotional person. So like to add some more, like I was like, no, I can't handle this. I will take other measures to, you know, like protect myself from getting pregnant. Um, and I was talking to a friend who has been on the pill for so many years and she's getting off of it now. And she's like, wow, I'm like, experiencing the world 
through all of these senses. And I, and I just thought that was so powerful because I'm like, how many women out there are on the pill and aren't fully able to experience the world through the senses of their body, right? Like, yeah. what? And I love that you talk about the anger of being like, are you fucking kidding me? Water and herbs is what can help heal all of these things for women. Like, I love that anger because it's like, well, I'm going to fucking do something about it. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like even this conversation, I'm like, yes, I love, like, anger is good. Anger is like, let me get into some fucking inspired mm -hmm. action and like do something about this. And I, well, the other side is like, well, what the fuck is this patriarchal society? Mm -hmm. I'm kind of done with that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm still like, okay, women reclaim their wombs and, or, you know, people with wombs reclaim the womb. Yeah. There should be a new shirt. Reclaim the womb. <laughs> yeah. Like oh. right on a t-shirt. Um, but yeah, I love that you speak about that because we need to have these conversations. I had no idea. Like before a conversation, I, I had heard about Yoni steaming and I was just like, well, okay, like whatever. But even I think you mentioned it's like, like drink warm things during your period. And it's so funny because I was like, I don't know about this. I was like, let me test it. So I, <laughs> so and I'm like, True rebellious fashion, I drank some like cold thing and I was like, oh, she was right. I'm getting cramps. <laughs> right. And I was like, I don't believe this. And not that it's like, I don't believe you, but it's like, no way. I'm like, no way some cold drink is going to give me cramps. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, my rebellious self had to test it out and confirm that it really does give you cramps. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, okay, no more cold drinks during my cycle. Let me honor my body and let me listen to it and let me support my womb during this time. And not just yeah. not just during the days of, of your cycle, but I think, like, how can I work in the cycle of my cycle? <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Absolutely. And and then you put in like the connection as well with the moon and like, okay, yes. let's like work even more with all those faces. But one thing that I wanted to mention is, okay, so, you know, we, we get told like, you're on your period, you can do everything, you need to do everything. And when you're bleeding, your body, your your womb is going through the same thing physically as after you've given birth and you're expelling the rest of it and what do we tell a pregnant uh, like a mother that has just given birth you need to rest mm. you need to take it easy mm. no now it's a time for you to rest but when our body is going through that same thing of eliminating anything that that has been within us in in our womb in our uterus um We're just like, no, you need to keep doing everything. You keep, need to keep working. You need to stay late. You need to do all these things. And so when you actually start incorporating more rest in the first days of your period, you start to incorporate warm drinks. You start to incorporate warm food. Your period will already get better. So that is already like a big part. It was like, oh, I'm, I'm really listening to my body. And you know what? Uh, in this, my last cycle, I was like, I had a cold drink. And I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I know this is gonna hurt me. 
And I was like, I'm just going to have a sip of it. And still, I felt like more crumbs coming on. Mm. And that's mm. something that like, you know, I never, I never do. Um, so it was kind of like straight away was like, nah, we don't do this stuff here. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it just, it can just be so healing when you start to connect um, with, with the room in this way and just see what it needs. And yeah, it's not just about the pain is maybe you suffer from a lot of PMS or you just feel like you go crazy just before your mm. period. And that's all things that it can also address. Um, I think my, my partner, he very much benefited from me going less crazy just before my period. Um, so he's welcome. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and I, I do want to touch on that because I, a few years ago, it was like every time right before my cycle was about to start, I would just have so like, I would be so sad and like depressed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is going on? And I was working with this other woman at the time. And she told me, she's like, these are your days to rest. These are mm-hmm. your days to really comfort yourself. These are the days where you're not doing all of these things. You're not going out. Like, it's like, really just take some time to like comfort yourself and, and that alone started making like a difference. But I still notice that sometimes it's not just the physical. It's like sometimes I'll, I'll be a little like way more sensitive. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you're going crazy. It's like you're, you, your body's just doing a lot of things at this yeah. moment in time. So how can you support it? And how can you really be there for your body in a different way? And I'm so excited to like start doing this this herb and this womb health because we need to like I I can already (laughs) and if you're talking about your significant other enjoying that I think my significant (laughs) other will definitely benefit from me not being so and not that he's ever been like you're so sensitive but just like I think if if I'm able to support myself better I think that that just helps ease yeah. the relationship a little bit or just like the real and it doesn't even have to be with a significant other it can be with you know your family or your friends or whatever it may be yourself I mean let's get real here so mm. so Desiree tell us if you're not okay well we'll start if you're in London how can we work with you so if you're in London, I host a lot of different ceremonies. I host woman circles for the new moon. I host full moon circles. Um, and I do a lot of these shamanic uh, plant spirit ceremonies where we connect with the plants. I also work privately one-on-one sessions. So really, if you're here, just just get in touch um, and come to one of the events. I, I love creating community so it's really been a case of people coming back because they love the the community that is being created around it all and and just working with that so that's if you're in London yes and then if you're not in London unless you go visit London but I mean if you're (laughs) for Um, everyone else that isn't in London how can we work with you Yes, so um, most of my sessions are also online. I hold women's circles online. um, And uh, my consultations can also be done online. So (laughs) um, my consultations... 
Sorry, I don't know if you can hear that, but they're like hammering things upstairs all of a sudden. Can you hear that? (laughs) Yeah, no, I heard that. that. Okay. Sorry, listeners. I'll try to edit that out, but they just started, man, today. It's so, my neighbor upstairs is like never home. Today, (laughs) Today whatever she's doing up there. (laughs) Okay, keep going. Sorry about that. Yeah, no worries at all. Um, So... With everything that I do, I also offer um, virtual consultations. So whether that's about connecting with the womb healing, yoni steaming, or any of the other sessions that I do, uh, you can also just connect with me virtually. Um, And I do host uh, new moon and full moon circles virtually as well. So yeah, that's another way on how to connect. Um, And of course, I'm on Instagram, Sacred Wise Magic. And then my website is also Sacred Wise Magic. Yes, and I will add that I think we did an oracle reading, Desiree, with me, or that sounded backwards, but Desiree <laughs> and I, Desiree did an oracle reading for me, and every time, it's just so spot on. It's so good. I'm just like, how do you know? Like, <laughs> I'm like, we haven't talked for days, and then she'll just pull the card that's like, oh, right to the heart. I'm like, you know it, you know it. <laughs> so, yeah. Definitely recommend checking Desiree out on Instagram, on the website. Desiree, anything else you'd like to tell those listeners before we wrap up? It's really about connecting deeper with who you are and not being scared about being different, about connecting spiritually, about learning your gifts None none of that is scary. It's just part of you and it's time to embrace it. It's time to call yourself witch if you identify as that. It's time to not keep yourself closed in a cupboard away from everyone. We need more people to shine who they really are because that will inspire more people to do the same. Oh, yes. That was so good. (laughs) Well, you heard it. I'm like, go remind that. Listen to it as many times as you need to. And Desiree, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I feel like I could talk to you for hours, but we'll, we'll leave it here. Thanks again. And we'll see everyone on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Your Latina Mentor podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving a review and sharing it with friends and family. If we aren't friends on social media yet, go check out Instagram at Your Latina Mentor or check out the website yourlatinamentor.com and we will see you on the next episode. Talk soon.